Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. Summer, summer, summertime is here. Be careful. Don't drink and drive. Take an Uber, taxi, do whatever, walk. Be careful on the boat especially. Be out there on the lake. Dangerous. People dying. People getting hit. Amateur hour. Be careful. If you need legal representation this summer, trust East Tennessee's best DUI defense lawyer to handle personal injury as well as criminal defense. If you have a case that they don't feel suited for, they will get you in touch with someone who can better handle it. Before you say guilty this summer, say Garza. GarzaLaw.com or on the phone at 865-540-8300. You can get in touch with someone over there. 24-7-365, 24-7-365, GarzaLaw.com, 865-540-8300. Today we talk a lot of baseball, of course, and space and time. Let's get to it. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on extra point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch. It's a postseason edition, a super edition of Reed's Ranch. June 6th, Seth joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. Good to hear your voice as per usual. How you living? You good? I'm good. Yeah, how are you? What's your temperament like today? I'm in a good mood. Tennessee not getting to host a Super Regional didn't upset you? I'm choosing to look at it. Um, I actually made my peace with it pretty much Sunday night when the, the narrative started from the guys at D1 Baseball. And basically only Chris Burke, who, you know, is one of the three guys that has his number retired, is the only one, you know, like uh, pushing back against it. So, um, so you went ahead and said, saw what was coming and went ahead and accepted it. But then Penn got up to, you know, 5 nothing lead. And then the narrative kind of shifted a little bit. You know, after the game as well, if people sound like, actually, Tennessee's got a better RPI and a better strength of schedule and so went undefeated in their regional, a t- you know, a tougher regional. First of all, like Mike Rooney, who ran squeeze play with Chris Burke and uh, Chris Budden, like in the span of 12 hours, like completely changed his tune. He was saying Sunday night that it was a lock, that, that it wasn't even close, and that's the time Burke hit back and was like, are you sure about that? Are you sure that Southern misses a lock? And then yesterday afternoon, when I got home from work, he was like, you know, Tennessee should be the host. Tennessee should be the host. But Aaron Fitt, another D1 baseball guy, who is he's a communist, by the way. He's a communist. 
he uh he said the day on their little little press write up that it was a mild surprise that Tennessee got didn't get the host. He had been beating the drum the whole time talking about how Southern Miss should get it. He was the he was the most vocal of the bunch. Maybe he was surprised that he was right. So I thought it was very weird and annoying that they, especially he, changed his tune like that. And That's what we in the biz call hedging your bets. Yeah. So no, I was. I mean, like I've made my peace with it when. You know. Did he ever address the the TV guy at least that he flipped from one night to the next? Did he? Did anybody say, wait, you said this the night before? No, no. And to be fair, Mike Rooney is awesome. He is awesome. He is great. He seems like an amazing guy. He's awesome on TV. He's awesome on their podcast. He's awesome for D1 Baseball. Like, he just seemed like he started listing out, like, Tennessee. He started listing out the reasons why Tennessee should get the host, whereas the night before, it was basically like, look, when they made the, when they made the bracket, Southern Miss was, was higher than Tennessee. And then yesterday afternoon, he was like, look, Tennessee, much higher on the RPI, much harder, you know, strength schedule, much better resume because of that strength of schedule, because of who they have to play. So he at least gave reasons for it. But I, Chris Burke didn't, like, call him out or anything, no. Yeah, you got to be careful calling out your co-host. Yeah. Can't make the co-host mad. You don't want beef. So you're okay with losing out on hosting I was excited. You had already said, hey, you're coming up, so I won't get to see you all year. You didn't come up for any baseball games. I'm not judging. I'm just saying we missed out twice before. Yeah, no. I, I, was, very, I was extremely excited. I was extremely excited for this weekend. It was going to be so much fun. Like, I, I kind of, like, I would rather, like, I wanted to play Southern Miss at home. Like, I, Penn would have been easier or whatever, but it would have been more fun for Southern Miss because Penn is just bad. Like, Tennessee would have shown up and just drilled them. Which would have been cool or whatever, but like Southern Miss would have been like an amazing atmosphere. So it just really sucks. It's not like uh, you said it best in the Discord. Like nobody's scared of Southern Miss. We just wanted the regional at home, super regional at home because it would be so much fun. Yeah. By the way, side note: fuck you to Penn for ruining a three-game parlay I had yesterday. I just needed them to lose by less than three runs and. You're up seven nothing or whatever it was, five nothing, and you feel uh, pretty good about it. Seven nothing with the two extra runs, and then you get to the bottom of the eighth, and you're just like, okay, just don't give up two runs, don't give up two runs, lose by one, lose by two, okay, nope, nope, lost by four. So I hate Penn. I'm extra mad at Southern Miss, but it's one of the situations where I think we're better than either team. And I said it in the Discord, kind of half jokingly, but I do mean it. I, I do think that ultimately it's going to be better for our pitching not to be inside Lindsey Nelson. Because I thought last year our stadium hurt us against Notre Dame. You're 100% correct. You're 100% correct. For as ironic as it is because we had to defend our stadium all year when people were making fun of it for all of our home runs. No, it's a real stadium. Uh, it's just this one spot's a little, lo- uh, little low. Like it killed us against Notre Dame. They were hitting so many like, you know, fly outs that, you know, carried and went, went yard. So with our pitching staff, I'd much rather have Dahlander and Lindsey going in a different stadium, pretty much any stadium in the country, honestly. Yeah, like, again, with Chris Burke, he brought this up. He said the problem with Wake Forest is that when you play at their stadium, 
any person on any team can hit one out and it can cost you because that's what cost Tennessee. You have a guy that had hit three home runs all season, hit one out against you for Notre Dame last year. So you're 100% correct that it killed us last year in the uh, in the Super Regional. I also and, think the boys press a little bit home in big situations. I think that's just natural for any college team, especially, you know, in a sport that's not just, you know, predicate on physicality where you can just run over people because you don't really get nervous in football because you're just bigger faster stronger usually but like you know you were there last year it got a little tense it got very tense yeah very tight got a little tense at times got very tight agree it will not be tight for us at southern miss as you saw you know this past weekend at clemson tennessee can't win on the road can't win on the road never mind that you know two of those games were against lsu and three of them against arkansas two yeah it was the dumbest narrative it's the dumbest narrative Two top three teams. We talked about it over and over. Like, they played, like, what cost them against LSU was just, like, they made errors. Like, they played pretty well against LSU. It's just they made dumb errors in the field over and over. That's not what, like, that wasn't, the narrative wasn't they can't win on the road because of defense. The narrative was, oh, they just cannot win on the road, which is like, look, like, okay, Missouri was inexcusable, you know, and, but, like, LSU, they played really well. And Arkansas was like, like, Arkansas, they just played horrible. Like, it was just like they beat themselves. Like, they just kept beating themselves on the road. It wasn't like, I mean, it was just stupid. It was like if they could ever just figure it out on defense and settle the pitching staff down, they would start winning. And guess what? They're, 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 uh, five and one on the road in their last six games, you know, two and one against South Carolina. And, Three and zero in Clemson, and 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 in those two and in those two three game stretches, they were the better team the entire time except for one inning, both places. It's, against South Carolina, they would have swept if not for one disastrous inning, and against Clemson, they were better except for one inning when Clemson scored four runs. Going back to our early season, could you have said, "Hey, the fielding is because they aren't ready for the road"? Sure, I'll even say that. You know what? You could say if that was at home, Tennessee makes those plays. But my bigger point, Seth, was going to be it was a lot like football where, like, okay, yeah, we struggled on the road against two top four teams, but, you know, most people aren't going to go to there and win. And you're all, you know, chances are you're not going to go to one of those teams inside of the Super Regional. Much like how last year everyone was crushed in Tennessee for losing to Georgia, you know, compared to their peers in the top six, top seven. No one in the top six or top seven would have fared any better heading into Athens Stadium, you know, Sanford Stadium in Athens against Georgia on that day whenever they were trying to, you know, prove a point. No one would have done any better than keeping it within two scores. Nobody. It was, it was stupid. It was, it was so stupid. It was so lazy. It was so, it was so lazy. Like, Tennessee had to go to LSU and Arkansas, and they had to play at Georgia, who Georgia beat everyone at home. It was just so stupid. Like, these other, these schools and these other conferences aren't having to do that. But even then, it could have just been anti-SEC bias because they – they can't let it look like the, this conference completely runs the sport. So I kind of understood, like, you know, they weren't going to give another SEC team a home weekend this week. Well, so, yeah, I agree. Like, Mark Etheridge for D1 once said, like, a month ago, he was like, look, we rank teams in the top 25 that would finish last in the SEC. Like, and I fully believe the selection committee is the same. Like, they can't give every team from the SEC that gets in a top 16 bid. And so – they give too many, they feel like, I think. So they start matching up that super regional to call, you know, to call the herd a little bit. You know, you've got two 
this weekend. They set up two versus 15 and, and five versus 12 to be SEC matchups. Like, it's just, so I, I you, you can't have everyone be an SEC team, but like, why did Miami deserve to be a host? Like, it's just so stupid. Like, Coastal Carolina, it's, it's so dumb. It's so stupid. I thought the team played really well this past weekend, though. Played amazing. They played, they played, they made one defensive miscue the entire weekend, and it was the blooper that Christian Moore tried to catch that Christian Scott should have taken. I will chalk the deep ball in the bottom of the ninth inning to their stupid, stupid incline at the fence that caused Christian Scott to trip up. Because he had the ball, he's tracking it, and as soon as he hits the incline, he gets sniped. Credit to you for bitching about that game one in the Discord before anything had even happened. How stupid is that? I just remember you saying, there's no warning track here, and everyone's like, well, it's a hill, and you're like, what the hell? If you watch, if you go back, if you go back, shout out to Wills on YouTube, everyone should subscribe, but if you go back and you watch his highlights, and you watch Hunter Inslee's game-winning double, watch their replacement center fielder. Like, he he totally screws up playing that ball because of that incline. Like, he doesn't play it nearly fluid. He looks like he starts walking on ice when he gets near the ball at the fence, and it allows Maui to for sure get... I mean, Maui might have been safe anyway, but it basically, like, ended, ended the conversation. Like, Maui was 100% going to be safe because he he played it incorrectly. Like, it's it's insane that they have that instead of a warning track. Like, and just forget about whether or not the warning track actually warns you. At least the warning track is flat. It was hell being off of the grid, not knowing what was happening in the game. I'd got an update. We're down 4-2 to two in the eighth inning. I get an update. We've taken a 5-4 to four lead. The last one I got, or not the last one, but the next one I got was that it was tied 5-5. We were ahead of the 10th. Then I got one saying we had lost. <laughs> we had. I was like, and it was and like, oh, didn't. wait, actually it's overturned. Oh, and by the way, by and the way. I didn't hear anything for an hour. By the way, it's a crazy they called that guy safe. I mean, what What the hell? They constantly blue calls. Thank God for replay. Well, a lot of people bitch about replay. Like, people have kind of turned on replay and like, oh, you know, it slows the game down. We have too much replay, blah, blah, blah. Thank God for replay, like you said. Imagine. Imagine that oh, game my goodness, 20 dude. years ago. And this being actually out. Sorry. Nothing we could do about oh, it. Oh, my goodness, dude. I, I mean, you want to talk about, like, it, 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 they blew Griffin Merritt. Now, we did end up scoring, of course. But Griffin Merritt was clearly safe on an, on a, on an infield single. And they blew that one, too. I mean, it just, just shout out to Critter in the Discord for having yes. boots on the ground and for letting everyone know early that uh, he was he was actually in fact out. And he also he also let there were a couple. So like it's really weird. I couldn't quite figure out like there were a couple people that even though the game was on ESPNU and I have Directv and my parent or my parents do like. I guess some people were just on straight up cable because I think cable's still a little faster than satellite. So like with Critters Post and like two other dudes, like I knew Denton did something awesome. So like I had gotten up from my laptop and started walking. And then when he hit it, I was just like, oh my goodness, he actually hit the home run. So it was very nice for once actually having somebody ruin what was about to happen. How are you sitting there just live scrolling that locked into the Discord where it, a three second 
a three-second spoiler got you. How are you looking at the Discord with a two-strike count with two outs? Well, I mean, the pitcher wasn't, like, in his wind-up yet or anything. So I was just, I, I have my laptop open. I mean, I this is down, we've been on the Discord for, like, four years now, dude. Like, if no, I I'm, understand. I understand. I, I like posting with the boys as much as anybody and girls, but, like, like I, I don't do it on my phone. You keep it down for a you, bit. You have to keep, you, you have to keep, you know, your left hand on ASDF and your right hand on JKL semicolon while you're looking at the TV. You know, so you can type as you're watching. It's just you have to maximize. I hate posting on the laptop. I only post on my phone. Interesting. I, I'm the opposite. I hate being on my phone. The scroll function with the laptop is so abysmal. I like the phone. I wonder who is in the majority here. Oh, phone for sure. Okay. Phone for sure. Because the people that are using laptop don't don't they don't they don't utilize the, the keyboard hotkeys. Now that's probably true. I probably am one step above a monkey tapping on it. Although I, you know, I could type. I could use. I don't have to look at my fingers or anything for numbers too. You know, I can just do it all. Yeah. So I don't. Act, well, I have some a couple steps ahead of, ahead of a monkey, but I don't know any of the the shortcuts or anything. But yeah, I'm I'm a laptop guy or desktop. But I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a computer guy for sure. But yeah, I was I was so I knew like Critter was Critter was doing it. He was giving us updates so fast. It's like if he wasn't giving us updates, it was because like nothing was happening. He was great. He was he was boots on the ground. It was amazing. Were people getting mad at him? Uh, I saw like a I think a couple times somebody said something about stop posting updates, and I'm just like, what? Am I crazy? Like, no, keep them coming. I want to know. Sometimes during football games, people get really mad at the live tweeters there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'll have like one. You'll have one like ass clown in the discord who is there and he'll be on his phone the whole time like in between every play like giving us updates to the game and it's just like dude chill chill but this was different this these were high leverage high these were high leverage tense tense moments about replay i will imagine we'll have boots on the ground from someone this weekend in Southern Miss. I know enough people trying to get tickets that we'll have some boots on the ground there as well this weekend. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. If you want in the game thread, just don't be annoying because Seth is always on tilt during the games. I, I run a tight ship. It seems like baseball makes you more anxious than other sports. I think baseball is just so, it is so much more tense than other sports because it's just one pitch. Like it's, I mean, playoff baseball is insane. Error. Yeah, playoff baseball is crazy. And then you, I mean, you just, I'm not going to call anybody out by name. They know who they are. They know who they are. They need to post better. He runs a tight ship. Anything to take away from any individual performances from the weekend? Yeah, Cal Stark was incredible behind the plate. Yeah, it seems like that's gone from a weakness to a strength defensively. Defense defense in general was, was incredible. Uh... I mean, Christian Scott had to put out, Blake Burke had to put out, Cal Stark had three putouts, I think. He had the he had two in the Clemson game, which both were incredible plays by the receiving end. Christian Moore hanging onto that ball and, and tagging that guy. Zane Denton tagging that dude on the helmet were both great plays on both ends. He didn't think he had one more put out throughout the through the weekend. He was he was awesome behind the plate. He was awesome. He should have been the uh, regional catcher. It, 
all catcher on the all region team just because of his defense. He was awesome at defense. Just the defense in general was awesome. Maui made some great plays. Like on the Blake Burke put out, Maui getting to that ball in the first place was awesome. He didn't he didn't the guy was safe at first, but Maui made some awesome, awesome plays too. Yeah, I thought Maui was good. I mean, obviously at the plate, he still didn't really hit too much. But from what I saw, I mean, the base running and drawing a walk at the end there to win and a couple of defensive plays, turning the game-saving double play, you know, for Burns. I'm not going to act like I watched all the clips of the game. I didn't have my phone for most of it. I did go back and watch the Wills. Shout-out for his second shout-out. But, yeah, the highlights, I watched every play there. So I thought he came through with a couple clutch clutch plays. Agree. I agree with you. I agree that he was good. Uh, the the uh, he has. I mean that that cannon to get that dude out on that double play was. was, was and then of course the speed to win. Yep. To score the game winning run. Yeah. So I just Cal Stark was awesome. Defense was amazing. Um, shout out to Christian Moore's dad. I think it was his uncle. Is what I thought I heard. Both were there. Oh, okay. Okay. They, both were there. They both came. Okay. I just heard yep. what in the highlight that it was his uncle, but I guess yeah, that yeah. they both came. Yep. First time all season. Maybe it was just the uncle that was counting on his hand two home runs. Yes, that was his uncle. That was his uncle that was counting. That was okay, the uncle that, that was counting. That's the that's the that's the highlight I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that I saw like there were people in the stands coming up to the dad and like shaking his hand. I mean, it was pretty cool. It was really, really cool, actually. I mean, it was awesome that he got to be there for that game on Sunday. Christian Moore is just he was he was amazing. Superman. He does the Cam Newton kind of boss yep. thing, and it's a it's a fitting fitting celebration it was a lot of fun they uh i do think that tennessee's best equipped i think tennessee's better equipped for omaha than they are super regional kind of like they're, they're better equipped for a regional than a super regional because the more games the better okay because of the pitching a uh, tennessee the 10th pitcher tennessee three was aj russell he has a, a sub one era and he had like struck out 45 he had 45 Ks to seven walks going into the game on Sunday. He's going to be a starter next year. That was the 10th pitcher they threw. Yeah, everyone knew, like, Arkansas, for example, was cooked. Yeah. Early yeah. on in their regional and that they had no chance of coming out and winning twice in a row to beat TCU because they had no pitching. Like, Tennessee does have an embarrassment of riches there that we just have arms on arms on arms. They threw, like, like people talk about, like, Kirby. or like If you look at Kirby's stats, they're awesome. Kirby threw one pitch. Okay, there's a lot of places that are really, really good where Kirby is a workhorse out of the bullpen. We brought him in for one pitch, and Chase Burns was amazing, and Tony deserves credit for staying with Chase Burns. Yeah, that was wild seeing and just kind of following along with that and seeing, wow, 80, 87 pitches, okay, 90, okay, just going to keep going, keep going, keep going. It was a legendary performance by Chase Burns. It was elite, 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 elite stuff. Slider was unreal. But Seth Halverson threw 3.1 innings and didn't give up a single hit. Okay, that was what they, like, while Clemson threw 10 guys, Tennessee threw three. Like, and there was, like, Clemson was never even close to hitting Seth Halverson. He, he he gave up one walk, and that was the last inning. They weren't even close to touching him. He got 10 outs without a hit, and they weren't even, like, it wasn't even, like, they, they weren't going to start hitting him anytime soon. He could have kept going. So I think that the longer it goes on, like, at, Omaha, like you start playing like five, six games, like Tennessee. I think it. I think the the more it goes on, you know, the better off Tennessee is. Yeah, not to look ahead, but it does really suck that if you do advance to Omaha, first game is probably going to get be against Paul Skeens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're going to have to face Wake Forest. Yeah, 
You're going to have to earn it. I mean, I, I at least in that case, Wake Forest would pitch Rhett Louder in game one. They're number one, who's like the second best pitcher in the country. They would pitch them against like Stanford or whoever. So you wouldn't have to face them. But yeah, you're going to have to go on the road, beat top five Clemson, go on the road against Southern Miss, and then face Paul Skeens because I don't think Kentucky's going to beat LSU. Not getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah, I hope Kentucky is able to uh, spring that upset there and that we could take care of business against Southern Miss. Anything else from regionals or super regional thoughts before we move on? No. Um, I thought it was weird that like Deshaun Watson is just like strolling through the crowd at Clemson. Like, yeah, he was there for like a recruiting weekend too for football, right? Yeah, <laughs> he helped like pr- pitch all those recruits on Dabo's culture. Yeah, I just it's like it's so weird to see him like be a normal human being, isn't it? Well, actually, I, I, as we're talking about it just now, it all kind of clicked with me. Because when I saw that he came in to help recruit that Sammy Brown guy, I didn't even think about the nasty man being the one that's talking about culture. The one who is sexually assaulting all these masseuses or masseurs. It's, it's just uh, it's just weird, right? I mean, it's, yeah, you would think you'd not bring him back around the program. Yeah, and I would think he wouldn't want to be in public. Oh, I would say he's probably desperate for approval for someone to like still think he's cool. Yeah, he do, he does seem very very weird. I don't yeah, know. I, I just think you go from being as famous as he was. Now I'm not saying like you know in, in all circles, but in sports circles, he was pretty famous, right? I mean, he was beloved by the Texans and Clemson, of course. So if he's there around those places, yeah, he was loved. If he's around a football field, he's loved, and he's pretty much been ostracized with good reason. So I can kind of understand him wanting to go back to like home where they'll still act like he's cool and not a, a very, very creepy person. Yeah. And then like Tom Hart and Kyle Peterson, just like they did not go anywhere near the grenade. They were just like, Hey, there's Deshaun Watson. And that was it. I'm just, it was, uh, it was just nice weird. to see him with clothes on. <laughs> it was just so weird. I thought, but no, that last question for you before we get to some Patriot questions, but do you think, Tennessee would have gotten to host this weekend had Brett Favre not paid off the committee oh with illegal goodness. welfare money. Man. Like, I just, you know, that, that whole thing is so sad. Like, there's a lot of people in Mississippi that got screwed because of that. It's just real sad. Like, it's it's really shameful from Brett Favre. And then you got these just people making all these horror. If the jokes were funny, it wouldn't be bad. But the jokes aren't funny. I even, I got on Twitter and saw one from, uh, he writes for A to Z Sports. He's a Tennessee fan. He he made a joke about it, and I'm just like, "Are you kidding? I can't. I cannot escape these terrible jokes." So so no, you don't think no. no I don't think anything to do. With it. Let's get to some Patreon questions. Patreon.com/slash/reedsranch. I was going to do a giveaway with some super regional tickets, but that's down the drain. Maybe we can have a meetup in Omaha. Omaha Gates. New five dollar patron, Jared Smith. Shout out to Brother Jared. We love you and appreciate you. Shout out to him. Let's get to some questions. So, got a couple questions um, about golf. Brother yeah. Boomer asks, is there anyone in sports with a better career arc than Phil Mickelson? And Matthew Bradley Kyle asks, can we please get your opening comments on the Live PGA merger? I do think Phil comes out somehow looking like a winner in this, despite still being a loser. He just looks like he's right, but people are still going to be like, shut up, Phil. So I can't even say he looks like a winner, but 
he was right about everything that he said about the PGA Tour. As was I. You know, I feel like I've, I feel like it has to make the golf boys mad in the Discord, just how right I usually am about things when it comes to golf. I, they were all team like Kepska, you know, Brooks Kepka three years ago, four years ago against Bryson. I was like, oh, it's all manufactured. Brooks a clown. And then they quickly turned on Brooks whenever he, like, left for live, and they all kind of turned on him. They're back now. Now he's a winner again. But it had to make a mad how right I was about that being off the show <laughs> and how they're both insufferable. And then, you know, I, I held, I've held steady in there, Seth, for the last year and a half, two years about live golf and people on their fake moral high ground talking about the blood money, the old money, all that stuff. And Like America sells so many weapons to Saudi Arabia. And we're going to get mad that like they're getting paid by Saudi Arabia. Like, I, I never understood, like, how could you blame anybody for going for live golf? Like they gave a straight up like just flat money regardless of how you did, right? Right, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So like why would you not go? Because of your morals, or that you, or that you respected the tour so much that that was what they had brainwashed Rory, the tour. Rory respect and Tiger into saying is that the tour matters, and I guess John Rom to an extent too. Of, We're going to protect the sport, aka I'm going to get fucked by the PGA and give up a hundred million dollars because I got duped by the mouthpiece of the PGA Tour who kept who kept hearkening back to 9/11 and getting letters from families of 9/11. <laughs> That's the, that's the card he played for, for months and years. Dustin Johnson, like, he got the payday, right, from Liv. So, like, he oh, gets yeah, to Dustin keep that. payday. All those dudes get to keep that money, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, why are, well, I mean, how? I, I would assume so because they're guaranteed contracts. But, I mean, I guess there could be outs of it because I, I think that the, now they're saying that they're not sure how, you know, how Liv will be moving forward. They're going to finish this year, but they don't know exactly what the future will be. I would assume they're keeping the majority of that contract, though. Yeah, I assume they're not giving it back. I, I, why are they merging? Because the PGA Tour... Well, essentially the reason they're merging is because the PGA Tour realized they were going to lose in court and be exposed as a... Uh, basically, a, from my understanding, they were running as a non-profit and everyone was going to be like, wait a second, what? And they were going to get in trouble for that and lose their non-profit exemption. So then there's okay. like, finally, it's in the lawsuit, merger. Okay. So then they're going to get all together and create this new kind of a super league, and the Saudi money is going to pour a lot into there with sponsorship and stuff. Yeah, so I guess Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson come out looking pretty good, right? I mean, like I said, Phil's still going to look like a loser in those pictures of him in the leather jacket, but with the live backdrop still looks terrible. He's still an asshole. He's a grifter. I'm sure he's not going to get his fans back. But he did look like he was right. But at the same time, he's like, oh, you know, I'm right, but I was just being pretty flippant about people getting beheaded and stuff. Like, I, I know they don't like gays over there, and I know they behead people, but, you know, we got to shake up golf. What can you do? <laughs> which means that, you know, he was just very open about the greed, which sometimes you don't have to be completely you, open about it. We all knew. You, we all know. You don't need to be that flippant about. Yeah. You don't need to be that flippant about you know, them committing murder and stuff. At the same time, it's just kind of like, I mean, like, like I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, the big loser is Rory. I mean, the big loser is Rory because he, he had, st- he had stopped running his mouth too lately. Right. Well, yeah, because he had been castrated. Either yeah. he knew that something was coming or he realized that like it wasn't going anywhere. And he just looks like an idiot for continuing to talk about it. I, I think he obviously got tipped off that something was coming. 
Yeah. Because all of a sudden he was like, well, you know, it's not that big, it's not that bad, and there's some room for us to work together, and just basically was neutered. But if I'm him, like, man, like, I, I'm like, I rate, I take some, I think I take some time off from golf if I'm him, and I focus on just trying to get that, like, virtual league or whatever he's doing Tiger Woods up. I think that would be my focus. Yeah. Tiger Woods turned out, like, reportedly, like, $700, $800 million. Yeah, it was, like, nearly a billion, wasn't it? Yeah. I've seen, like, Greg Norman push back on that, but that's what the numbers that's been floated out there was been, so he's got to be kind of pissed, too. But, yeah, Rory looks like the biggest loser here. Yeah. Brother CB asks, can each of you guys name three good things about Hattiesburg, Mississippi? My I'm not friend Corey Gunkel went there and that's all I got. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disparage Hattiesburg. I don't know anything about Hattiesburg. I don't know anything about it besides Corey Gunkel's there. It's close to the beach. You know? It might be a fine place to live. I have no idea. It's gonna be a fine place for t- for Tennessee victory this weekend. That's the third thing I know about it. I think the name Hattiesburg is kind of cool. Agree. Agree. It's a cool sounding, cool sounding city. It's near the beach. How far? I mean, I assume Southern Mississippi is pretty close, but. Let me look up here. Hattiesburg. You know, like if you were like a, a student, if you could take like a little hour, hour trip there. 30 it's, minute um, trip. It's an, it's an hour and 15 minutes from Biloxi. Okay. So, yeah. When you ride out Hattiesburg, Mississippi, you get a lot of T's and a lot of S's and a lot of I's. Yeah, it's it's a mouthful. And those are all cool letters to write, so there's another thing about it. Brother West Tennessee Ben asks, gun to your head, pick one. For future reference, I prefer West 10 Ben because it rhymes. Okay, West 10 Ben asks, for both, you have a gun to your head, you have to pick one. To accomplish and save your life, a line drive while pitching comes back at you and you have to catch it. Are you standing for an at-bat against a senior pitcher and you have to hit a ball in play? Bunting counts. Does the fact it's a senior pitcher matter? Because I feel no. like that means he's probably less good than some of the freshman sophomores that haven't been drafted yet. I think, I think, line, I think I'm choosing the line drive. Not only am I choosing line drive, I'm pretty confident I would make the catch. For sure. Uh... I got good reflexes. That's the only bunting. thing I got going for me in the athletic in the athletic realm is my reflexes. <laughs> bunting seems terrifying. I don't want any bunting, bunting seems way scarier than trying to catch a ball hit back at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because at the very like, I would say there's like a seventy percent chance if I tried to bunt, my fingers getting smashed. At the very least, like that's worst case scenario is I hit my finger, I hit my hand. Worst case scenario is I pop it right up into my face. Yep. With a line drive, could it hit my face? Yes. But with a glove and being able to kind of dip, you know, dive back and having a little bit of time to react, I think it's a much less likely scenario. Agree. It's basically 95%. If I tried to bunt, it hit me in my face or I'm smashing my finger. And I'm not catching up to any, like, fastball or curveball or anything like that. I mean, I obviously not catch up to the curveball, but you know what I mean? I'm not going to be able to. I'm going to be able to time that out, yeah. Yeah, no no chance. Brother Bryce asks, what were your thoughts on the day finale? I've seen some people that didn't really love it, but I liked it. I like whenever we kind of divert from expectations. 
and you get a season finale, and then all of a sudden it's just basically a bottle episode inside Dave's house with the stalker, and Brad Pitt shows up. I thought it was cool to see Brad Pitt there, you know? Yeah. Brad Pitt also- doing network TVs, or not even network TV, cable TV is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That is pretty Not cool. exactly a bottle episode. I know they were on the set with Rachel McAdams, which I still think is pretty cool that Rachel McAdams did that too. A nice reminder of how hot she is. Big Rachel McAdams fan. I think that that show, the people that watch Dave, is kind of right in her demo of people that find her the, the sexiest probably. So she gets to come across as, hey, here's a little, uh, here's some personality that I had in uh, Wedding Crashers. And, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about the notebook, and I'm going to be fun. So I thought that was good. And like I said, Brad Pitt showing up, pretty cool. And it was creepy. It was a legit creepy episode. He also asked me for my thoughts on Jelly Roll's first country album. You know, Jelly Roll was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast like a couple weeks ago. I listened to a little bit of it. I got to be honest, I couldn't get into it. It's just a little too much going on with Jelly Roll. Maybe it's because I watched it on YouTube or watched clips of it on YouTube and I didn't listen to it. Maybe there's just... Watch clips of what? The interview or the... The podcast, uh, Or the album. Okay. The podcast. And then so I ended up like... I just couldn't really get into Jelly Roll, but I ended up watching like a video of him at the CMAs, and he—I I, just—I couldn't—I couldn't get into it. Just a little too much going on. Just—he's not you my mean too uh, many tattoos, and just the whole—it's not even the tattoos as much as everything together. The name Jelly Roll's getting to you as well. Yeah, like the name, like he is the the it's definitely more of a rap name. The mass, like you know how much space he's a big dude oh so now you're you're no it's all of it together it's all of it together no i'm listen i have no issue with you know with with his weight it's just all of it together it was just a lot he's got jelly rolls that's the point i know i know but it was a lot it's just not for me it's not my cup of tea so you have or haven't listened to the album i have not listened to the album i was just talking about jelly roll in general well, what does I did, that matter? What if he can sing? I did learn the uh, yeah, the name song right on the, the reason the, the reason for the album is named that. Um, it is like a real church that uh, he has been to with like his like his daughter, I believe. See, I family man, story. just like you, patreoncom slash reads ranch to feed those <laughs> kids. You should Sorry. be able to appreciate a man trying to feed his kid and get her. Into he's church. trying to feed. His, he's trying to feed his family. Sounds like he's been through a lot. I mean, he uh, he did say like he had been in jail over and over and over again. But like, they told him the day they told him he was a father, everything changed. Like the day they told him he was a father, like he went in the jail and like found out where he could take GED classes. I don't know. I don't know who he married. That's pretty inspirational. Yeah, it's just not for me. How do you know you haven't listened to the album? I listen to that one song. I, it's it's just yeah, not like for me. It. It's the number one song in the in, in 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 country. It's just you know, maybe I'll give him another spin sometime. Brother Jackie, aka the Law Dog. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Why didn't Danny land us the super regional? Do you blame Danny? No, I don't think it had anything to do with Danny White. I think it was done Sunday night. Do you think this could be different if Danny had actually come through with some of these? renovations yet nope i don't think it had anything to do with renovations i don't think it had anything to do with renovations or facilities or anything nothing at all uh southern miss it's like a cool unique environment but like that stadium's not exactly nice from what i remember 
No, but I've seen people talk about how they can fit uh, you know an extra seven, eight hundred people. In yeah, the it's a little bit bigger. Way. It's a little bit bigger. I don't think it had anything to do with that. Like I, Tennessee facilities, I don't think factored into it at all. Like that's never been an issue. Like Tennessee had been the three seed and the one seed the two years prior. Like they have no issue with doing things at UT. I think that John Cohen got on national TV on Memorial Day and said Southern Miss was the 17th or the 18th team, along with like Campbell and DBU or whoever, and they just barely missed being a national seed and there is that there is nothing, that they have a great resume and they check all these boxes. And so they weren't going to run that back. They weren't going to walk that back and say, oh, actually, we're going to give Tennessee... Even though there's not a seed list, we're told over and over again there's not a seed list, he ran his mouth and said Southern Miss was like the 17th or the 18th overall seed, and he just wasn't going to walk that back. And then I absolutely 1,000% believe that the fact one of their players' fathers is on the committee factors in. Indiana State should have never gotten a a regional site over Campbell. But they did. Their AD's on the committee. Auburn had the lowest RPI of any national seed. They should have never gotten a higher seed than Alabama. Alabama should have never been the 16th seed. Auburn should have never been the 13th seed. But, hey, Auburn's AD runs a committee. So do you think Southern Miss having some family, friends, and a son on the team of committee members, do you think that had anything to do with it? Yeah, 100%. I think that, uh, yeah, I think that those are the two reasons. That and the fact that he ran his mouth and he wasn't going to walk it back. They're just going to say, oh, look, like, Southern Miss has a better resume. They had the better resume. Like, even though they could have factored in, like, the current resume, which, okay, to be fair, like, Tennessee's resume was better from the beginning. It's not even comparable. It's not even close. But they could also say, look, Tennessee just went and beat the number four team in the nation on the road in the greatest college baseball game of the season. Like, now their resume is definitely better, and they're, like, six spots higher in the RPI. But they weren't, like, they're, they're, they were just going to go with what he said on national TV. He, once he said that on national TV, it was done. It was toast. Penn was going to have to win when he said that on Memorial Day. We just didn't know it yet. I don't think facilities or anything had anything to do with it. They were always just going to say that. It's 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 like post. It's you know, and they haven't made a statement, and they're not going to. They don't have. They're not. They haven't made a statement because they don't have to, which is another problem. It's a black box. But if they were to make a statement, any I think anything like justifications or bid process, I think that's all just a, a like a justification after the fact. I don't think it has anything to do. He he went up there and he said Southern Miss is the seventeenth team. They were the first team out of the top sixteen seeds. So they that was it was it was over. That was it. It was over. Now we just gotta go kick their ass. Yeah. Now we just have to go beat them. On the road, which and the other reason I haven't like found it in me to get like, you know, too mad about it, like, is just because, like, if you had, going into you know last weekend, if you had said like, the only thing that's going to keep Tennessee from Omaha is taking two out of three from Southern Miss. I mean, yeah, sign me up. Like, only thing that's going to keep Tennessee out of the college football playoff is South Carolina. <laughs> Only thing that's going to keep Rick Barnes out of the Elite Eight is Florida Atlantic. Yeah, and I'll take my chances. Southern Miss might win, but I'll take my chances, especially with how Tennessee is playing now. You just simply got to keep spinning the wheel. Eventually, it'll come up on your number. And plus, I mean, I 
I'm looking forward to it because it's so much fun to win on the road. Yeah, yeah, you know, it will be nice not having to go out there and sweat in 100-degree heat this weekend. Yeah. I had a lot of text messages from people trying to reserve tickets, too, so I was going to have to hurt a lot of people's feelings. So that pressure's off me now, you know? I mean, look, how cool was it to hang out with Bandit last weekend? That picture was amazing. That picture was incredible. I was walking. I saw a bandit. We got up. We snapped a pick. We snapped multiple picks. I told his lovely wife to take some from the other side because that was my good angle. And she posted the one on my bad angle. So I was a little upset with her that we redid some pictures and she still went with the first ones. I'm really amazed, which I don't know what time he posted, I guess, but like that he had service in there. Some burner account said I look like a refrigerator on stilts, which I thought was nice that they included the stilts part. But Bandit's a true king, and it was just, you know, one out of like 40-something thousand people. I'm walking, I see him. The outfit, his, his, his outfit was amazing. His sharp outfit dressed was man. I've always said that about my brother Bandit. He is a sharp-dressed man. He has got what we call Riz. What does that stand for? Charisma. Charisma. <laughs> brother Bob McRib. Ask me what my typical workday schedule is, my typical weekday schedule. Um, I wake up. I've been waking up like really, really early lately. Like I've been waking up at like 4.15 a.m., 4.30-ish kind of area. I wake up typically no later than 6 a.m., um, but I like to be at work by like 6 or 6.30, work till 2.30, 2, 2.30. And then I go home, then I run, and then I eat dinner very early. I like to eat dinner. I like to eat dinner absurdly early, like 4.30 p.m. Have you had dinner already? Or are we I have not. I have not. I'm, go- I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to mom and dad's after. I'm going to mom and dad's after. Uh, so then I read, or I will watch a baseball game, you know, whatever, that night. But if there's, like, no, nothing I don't want to watch, then I'll just read. And then... At 10.30, I get in bed, I turn off all the lights, and I get on my phone, and I read about space. That has been my, that is what I've been doing for the last two months. I've been reading about space on Wikipedia for the last two months on my phone until I fall asleep. How are there that many stories about space on Wikipedia? It's, 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 it's never ending, because space much, is expanding, like space, bro. I guess, huh? Space is expanding, bro. There's just so much stuff. I mean, you can... Is there anything I need to take away from this recent alien update that came out uh, a couple of days ago? I posted in the Conspiracy channel that I think whenever the government's involved with stuff like this, like we talked about this on the podcast several years ago, the Pentagon was talking about it, and I said, I think it's just a way for the Pentagon to get more defense spending money. I think that we just need to be very... Cautious with the government talking about it. Now, this this whistleblower does seem beyond reproach. Um, but I, I I linked what I thought it was. I thought it was a, a limited hangout. If if anything, I think it's a limited hangout, which is a CIA term. Um, which is where like there is a story, and the CIA or the government gives part of the story out. 
And so people will like talk about that and think they have it all, but really the real story, they keep it hidden and people just don't go because they've gotten like a limited hangout, you know? I don't really know, no, but Richard Nixon came up with it, you know. Like you just you you give a little you give a little bit to the people and they just go crazy over it while the real stuff they're hiding away. So what they tell us doesn't really matter. Well, I mean, it matters a little bit, but it's just a very narrow portion of the story. Give a little crumb. Yeah, give a little crumb. That's that's, that's much better said than anything I said. They give a little crumb. But yeah, I read about space at night. Last night, I just watched YouTube videos on space until I got in my bed and read about space. So I did that for like an hour before I got in bed and read about space. Do you have any thoughts on the movie 2001 Space Odyssey? No, I don't. I don't. Do you have any thoughts on the movie Star Wars? I don't like it. It's terrible. I think it's garbage, and I think it blows my mind that there are people that are that crazy about it. There is just there is an absurdly rich and vibrant amount of literature of space operas that are out there. Like it's so much better than any Star Wars movie that you could watch. There's so much like Hyperion, Dune, Starship. I mean, there's just amazing, amazing expanse. That I've been reading lately. There's so many great books on, on space travel and space operas. It blows my mind that like people still are hung up on Star Wars. Like it'd be one thing if I was like 50 and like Star Wars came out when I was like a boy. That that makes that's that's way different. But like people that are my age that get into it, like they watch those original trilogies and they're like blown away by it. And I'm just like, I'm 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 blown away by them being blown away. Can you explain to me what space opera is? It's just a type of story set in space. Like, it's just a, like a kind of a catch-all. No, it's not like a soap opera. It's just kind of a catch-all term for, like, a, a like an interstellar, interplanetary science fiction story where you're, like, traveling between planets and, you know, Earth has colonized the moon or, you know, Europa or whatever. Or, that you know, you're, like, using wormholes to travel between galaxies kind of thing. Like, it's just kind of a, a catch-all term. Do you have any thoughts on Star Trek? No, I've never watched it, but my dad really liked it. William Shatner's cool. Which one do you think is more historically accurate, Star Wars or Star Trek? I would say Star Trek, if I had to guess. I once got stung in the head by a bumblebee right in the middle of my forehead, and my head swelled up like that, guys. <laughs> when I was a kid, I got made fun of by my family. Pretty scarring. At least you weren't, least you weren't like allergic or anything. No, I was allergic, Seth. That's why oh. my head swelled up. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not so allergic that one would kill me, but it swelled yeah. up me really good. It swelled me up. I'm Captain really allergic Spock? to poison ivy. Is that who that is? Captain Spock? Is he the one with the big forehead? I, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you said you never watched it. Anyways. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I'm sad. I'm sad that I don't get to see you this weekend. I but I look forward to your electric posts inside the Discord. This weekend for Super Regionals. Hopefully we are doing it again next week as we are heading to Omaha. I love you, and I will talk to you later. I assume you're picking us to win, correct? Yeah, yeah. Tennessee's going to win. One game, two games, three games? Um, I think Tennessee will beat their ace whenever he pitches, so I'll say two games. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. See ya.
Yeah. 